Greetings, listeners. Please note, the views and opinions stated on this podcast are that of the hosts. We are not authorities on the topics discussed here and do not claim to be. We're here to share our knowledge, our experiences, and have some laughs at the expense of everyone, including ourselves. Please keep an open mind, an open heart, and an open sense of humor. Enjoy listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Magic Meltdown. Hello. So, <laughs> how have you been? Um, I've been okay. You're, like, literally never going to get an answer other than <laughs> I've been okay. Well, I never know how to, like, start. Like, hey. <laughs> hey, hey so I feel like let's just start with how are you doing? <laughs> hey, so, nice cock. <laughs> so... I'm super excited about this episode because we've kind of talked about talking about the subject and now it's finally happening. It's <laughs> <laughs> so excited. So guys, today, this is probably going to be a two-parter too, to be honest. Yeah. So this is part one of our discussion of curses. But wait, before that, I want to share something. Do it. <laughs> do Tell it. like, do it. <laughs> do it. Uh, so a a listener had inquired about something, Ooh. which is, why are the episodes called Levels? I guess we never really explained that, did we? <laughs> no. So the, the idea to call the episodes Levels was my idea, and it's because I'm a fucking nerd. So <clears throat> for those of you who don't know... The International Nuclear and Radiological Event Scale, or INES... <laughs> which was introduced in 1990 by the International Atomic Energy Agency, a.k.a. the IAEA, in order to enable prompt communication of safety significant information in case of nuclear accidents. Oh. Yeah, so basically... Oh, that's that's via the Wikipedia, by the way. Gotta give Wikipedia <laughs> their credit. Uh, so, you know, since we are the Magic Meltdown podcast... I thought it was kind of funny in a pun sort of way to call the episodes levels because levels are literally how they gauge nuclear I love it. nuclear incidents. Right. I mean, I knew that was what it was for, but So, <laughs> any so to to the listener who inquired about that, that is that is the answer. Um and if anybody else has been wondering that, that is that is literally the answer. It's it's not anything like to do with like different levels of magic oh, or levels, levels of initiation yeah levels of initiation nothing <laughs> right, like that no. it is literally the levels of us melting down it is, basically yeah. <laughs> so basically the way it works is that like a level zero is like the like nothing is going on things are good things are fine and then starting at like level one it goes up to seven seven would be like major incident seven seven's chernobyl like. i think that we're already past chernobyl now on this we are off the charts at this we're point off, we're off the charts we've deviated oh i guess because we're explaining the levels and that's why if you see when we have a level 0.5 yeah that just means it's a two-part it's a topic. two-parter yeah we're just trying to be cute and different oh my god i don't know how to say this but i'm like kind of quirky and different <laughs> Uh, quirky. <laughs> so quirky. Like, my friends, they like to call me, like, a weirdo. 
<laughs> you do that voice like so well. <laughs> I I did that voice one time at work and I was I was like kind of standing outside of my manager's office and my manager just like very slowly stood up from her desk and goes, "Who was that?" <laughs> and I was like, "It was me." And she was like, "No, seriously. Who was that?" And then I did the voice for her again. She was like, "What? <laughs> Why? What?" She goes, "That's terrifying." Terrifying. And then, of course, I had to, like, run her through the range of being like, and then I can also talk like an old man. But when you do I that voice... I can also talk like I've inhaled helium, and I can talk like this all day. It's really, really weird, and it gets kind of inconvenient after a while, and we represent the lollipop skill. Yeah, I can, I can also do that. I think it's funny when you do the, like, the, the first voice you were doing, because you have the perfect voice fry. <laughs> the perfect voice fry. I just do the, like modern influencer girl voice like if I wanted to call it a voice I'd say it's kind of like that like if I personally was watching a video and there was a girl talking to me like this she could just like have my life and my soul and I would dedicate my heart to her because she (laughs) clearly knows what she's doing and she's probably living her best life and I am definitely not so I need her to help me You slightly sound like Alexis from Shit's Creek, too. <laughs> I love this journey for you. <laughs> I know. I love it. Ew, David. David! Uh, so, yeah. So, we're going to talk about curses. Um, especially, too, because I think, like... I, I mean, I feel like I see about curses all the time online. But I feel like lately I've been seeing just, like, an extra amount of posts about curses, being cursed, doing curses, like hexes, whatever. Um, and and move- in, the, in the moral words of ye old, ye old, you know, bad guy Spivy from the, uh, continue, the, the sequel to the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, the <laughs> 2001 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy Returns, and he's just like, this is cursed, that is cursed, like, mocking the... <laughs> right, like... <laughs> that, that is, yeah, that's, I feel like any time I get in any sort of, like, it, like, um, ah, oh, fuck, I, I lost my words, oh no, it's a bad day when I lose my words. Anytime I get into any type of, like, social media group, there it yeah like you're exactly you're yeah. fucking like you're exactly right where it's just like there's literally like the first 20 fucking posts are just like i found a leaf on my porch today i think it's a curse what do you guys think or it's For just real. like you like it's just like it's it's so insane to me the amount of people who just who just think that everything yes it's just like everything to them is like a curse or a hex or a jinx or somebody sending black magic after them right. or negative magic and I just I want so badly just to grab these people and aggressively shake them and be like I guarantee you that you are not worth that much time and energy on somebody's part and if you are maybe you fucking deserve it I'm just saying like I don't want to be an asshole or anything that's a lie I'm an asshole I'm sorry we've, we've established this over many episodes <laughs> Like I always say, I don't mean to be mean, but I'm mean. Um, where it's just kind of like, for 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 those of you listening who who do not know, things like curses and hexes and any sort of thing like that, they take a lot of energy. They take a lot of focus, a lot of emotion, a lot of spiritual energy to do and actually have, like follow through on like actually have it be successful and normally you can't muster that kind of energy unless it's like something personal 
Right. And my thing is, is like, if you think somebody's cursing you, what, like, ask yourself, did you actually do something to deserve a curse? Because if you didn't do anything to deserve a curse, you're probably not fucking being cursed. Right. Like, that's my thing. With the amount of, like, energy and time and focus that it takes to actually perform like a curse or a hex or a jinx or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I know different practices call it different things. I know by by definition, each of those words are a different thing. Some people use it interchangeably. I, that's why I'm just kind of covering my bases and being like, whatever the fuck you like to call it. Um, right, because I mean, they're kind of all mean the same thing. Yeah. In my book anyway. Yeah, and it's like, the like I think that's what people people don't get is that it's like just so much goes into it that no nobody's just gonna be like well you know I remember when they called me like fat in seventh grade so like curse time bitch like it's just it's one of those things where you know you can like send bad luck somebody's way where it's just like, you know, you're kind of basically causing inconvenience for them. And I don't I don't think people realize that things like when people are like, I found a dead bird in my yard and my grandmother died and then my son got into a car. Like, it's like that level of bad shit, like the, the focus, the amount of energy that that kind of magic would take. Like an actual like curse that most people could muster is like, I tripped down the stairs today. I dropped my keys down a drain. Like it's like it's such low grade like little right little inconveniences compared to like my my partner left me and my fucking kid has cancer now and my fucking dog died and like my I lost my house like all these terrible like like that level is nearly unheard of because it's just not like, you'd have to have so much hate and so much anger and just so much negative emotion towards a person to do that. That it's like, the the chances of a person being cursed, and this many people, considering right? <laughs> if, you, if you go into, like, a Facebook group or, like, any type of, like, social media forum and people are talking about curses, there's literally hundreds of thousands of sure. people being like, you know, like... Oh, I I saw I saw a crow fly by my window today. I'm cursed now, right? Like, why are you people all this fucking paranoid? Like, what is right? What is this weird paranoia? Like, and again, it's one of those things where something I've noticed is that it's most of these people are dabblers. Like, do not get me wrong. There is nothing wrong with being a dabbler, but also like. Fucking try to keep a level head on your shoulder if you're going to be a fucking dad. I mean, I almost feel like I must be incredibly naive because I have never once in my entire life actually thought I was cursed ever. Like, I never have thought to curse somebody. I have never. I mean, I think like I think like God cursed me upon my birth, but like. (laughs) No, I mean like I, but I don't. I never have ever felt like you win this round, universe. Like somebody's out to get me. I mean, I don't. Yeah, no. And I mean, that's I've, never crossed yeah. my mind ever because I don't feel like that's. I just don't think that's a, a realistically a common thing. I just, I mean, I maybe I don't project a lot of bad vibes or something because I, I mean, I don't know who would even try to curse me. I just, I've never thought, oh, I've all this bad stuff happening. 
I must be cursed. Like that's never crossed my mind ever. Yeah. I Usually mean, bad things happen. Not not for nothing, but like I'd say compared to the average person, my life is pretty shitty. Like I have really shitty and terrible luck. But here's the thing. I've had really shitty and terrible luck my entire fucking life. Like prior to practicing like witchcraft and like joining the witchcraft community and being around people who could curse me if they wanted to. Right, right. And it's, it's that thing where it's like even even growing up, I just uh, I just always assumed I'm like some people in this world are just fucking born to just have more fucking hardship than other fucking people are. Like some people are just that's just that's the fucking way it is. Right. Like right. You know, I don't know if depending on what kind of beliefs you have, like if it's you know, if you believe in karma, like actual karma in the karmic cycle, like maybe I have really shitty karma. If you're into like the whole like fucking like human design reincarnation shit and you're like you know your your soul before getting reincarnated like made a contract of what you want to learn in this lifetime i don't know maybe that's what happened maybe my soul was like i want to learn how to fucking cry and eat excessive amounts of ice cream every day let's do that for our lifetime fuck you soul we're not reincarnating after this time i mean it (laughs) (laughs) i mean also too like so how do you feel about what's considered ancestral curses? <laughs> like, I see that term thrown around an awful lot. Oh my god. Like, it's just... Again! It's I kind of almost don't fully understand what people are talking about when they talk about ancestral curses. Like... Unless, unless, like fucking, I don't know, fucking Gandalf himself fucking cursed your family centuries ago. Like, nobody would have had that much fucking energy and, like, spiritual ability to be able to be, like, high person in, like, fucking 1507. I'm gonna curse you. And then in fucking, you know, 2022, your fucking bajillionth great-grandchild is gonna fucking trip and break their leg because of my curse. LOL. Like... Right. I don't I don't I don't get that at all. I don't understand. And I I don't believe in that shit. Like it's not being, you know, being a a person on the path that I'm on, like I'm obviously a very open-minded person, but I also am a very rational person where it's like same. Same. There are things that magic can do and magic can't do. And I feel like some of these people who kind of dabble and like stumble into magic just out of like passing curiosity or you know they just like the color black and harry potter a lot like you know it's it's that thing where i think a lot of people who are getting into like witchcraft and magic nowadays have this unrealistic hollywood absolutely expectation for magic and the thing is it's you know to, to be a little sciencey here, you know, there are limits to what magic can do. Obviously, you know, if magic could make you fly, we'd all be fucking just flying around and teleporting and fucking levitating shit. Like, we'd all be doing that. And it's so interesting to me that there are people who hardcore believe that some of these things are possible. And I mean, every, every like, illusionist has always you know pretty much been like yeah it's like it's it's part of my trick it's part of my spiel like you know it's it's that thing where I just I don't 
I guess I don't understand how people can easily kind of fall for that. And I feel like when you get into that stuff of like ancestral curses, bloodline curses, it's it's very hokey sounding and it's very just like this is a bad teen drama movie waiting to happen. Well, I would like to read a comment the illustr I have two that I would like to read <laughs> illustrating. So these are from You you read those and I'm going to I'm going to try to move past my cat so I can get a donut. <laughs> so this He's is He's just going to like fall off the couch by me. <laughs> this is directly from a Facebook group. Um I'm not going to use names obviously of the group, the people. I'll kind of do like I'll paraphrase what the comment is, but it says Hi friends, so I just recently got confirmation that I've been living with a generational curse most of my life, which was specific to my love life. The good news is I have very recently broken that curse by closing the karma through all the hard work I've done for the betterment of my soul and those around me. I was never really formally told of or knew of generational curses before. Okay, so how do you know you have one? But anyway, but once my psychic told me this is this, it all made sense and validated everything I've been going through, especially in recent months. I've had a strong underlining message that I am closing the past. With that said, although this is all good and exciting, I have this overwhelming feeling of grief. Curious if anyone has any insight on this, what I should expect moving forward, or if there's any tarot spreads or self-help books I can use to get through. Um, most people, no one answered in this particular <laughs> comment, except somebody that said, I'm a newbie, also following, also feel I have been, I've had a generational curse in my love life. Okay. I have so many issues with, like, all of this. So you never knew about curses or generational curses, and you went to a psychic, and the psychic told you some story about I have family. to admit, I am the generational curse in my love life. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean... Be- like, first off, that's that person could not be telling you the truth. I mean, I want to know so much more about the psychic. Is as, this- a, as a person who worked psychic fairs for a very, very long time, they're full of fucking shady-ass people. And Absolutely. And they're full of fucking charlatans. And sometimes, especially a lot of, like, laws regarding psychic readings vary by state. Right. But, like, especially, like, down south and kind of, like, in the fucking, you know, the good old Bible Belt area, like, a lot of states, it's illegal to do psychic readings, like, if it's for money. Or it's illegal to, like, do it, like, in, like, under certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And especially since in most cases, psychic readings have to be advertised as, like, for entertainment purposes only. Right, right. But the thing is, is that... It's a quick way to make a lot of money. Oh, absolutely. When I like when I used to do psychic fairs, I would literally get fucking hated on by the other psychics at the fair because I had the cheapest readings at the fair. And I'm like, you know, I felt like what I charged was reasonable for the amount of time and energy I was putting into their reading. Sure. Like I would do I would do like five I like I would do a five card reading for $25. And then I would do like um, like a larger like thirteen card reading for forty five dollars, and most of the other psychics they charged an average of two to three dollars a minute. So right. like if you wanted a thirty minute reading, it was sixty dollars. If you wanted a sixty minute reading, it was one hundred twenty dollars. And the you know a lot of, like you know whatever make make your make your bread however you got to do it in this world. But it's like 
they basically most of them this was this was how they paid their bills this is how they made their living and a lot of psychics that i've met like you know i should say like psychic psychic show people that i have met a lot of them were like that where it was kind of like they would try to like basically schmooze other services out of the people they were doing a reading for by doing stuff like that where they're like oh you oh, know, yeah like, i sense that you have like a, a bad aura around you like you need a cleansing i do cleansings for two hundred dollars like or you know like oh like i sense that you have this thing going on like oh i have like these crystals you can buy like to help with that and i get it you're you know you're trying to you know make a make a quick buck you're trying to sell a service and that's that's the thing is that there are people out there who are such hardcore believers that they'll just go with it and they won't question it. Sure. And they'll pay for the $200 cleansing and they'll pay for the $80, you know, crystal grid to cleanse their aura or whatever the fuck, you know, they're being told to do. And it's just sad that spiritual practice has to be so, like, like just fucking, like, capitalized in this way. Right, right. Where you know, people, they, they do things like that. And I mean, even to me, I felt, I felt like even just the people who are like, oh yeah, you know, come get a, come get a, you know, 40 minute reading from me for like $150. It's like, I'm sorry. I just, I don't, (laughs) I don't, I don't, I, unless, unless I was doing like fucking sex work and sharing my fucking physical body with somebody, like, I do not think that there is any fucking job in this world, except for, I don't know, maybe cleaning out fucking, like, shitter tanks <laughs> that I feel would be worth, like, 150 fucking dollars for an hour. I certainly don't think fucking, like, laying down fucking cards for somebody and letting them know, like, what the cards say is worth that much fucking money. Right, right. And there's, there's psychics who charge even more than that, especially like mediums. Oh my God, they get fucking insane with their prices. Like I know, I know somebody who got a reading from, um, I think it was the Long Island medium lady. It was like, it was like an actual, like well-known, like, like famous TV psychic. psychic. Maybe it wasn't her. Maybe, I, I don't think it was her. I think it was another lady that had had like a show. I don't know. At one point in time in like the mid 2000s, there was like five fucking shows that were all about like weird weird medium ladies but he literally paid like a thousand plus fucking dollars for this reading and i'm just like oh my gosh bro you could have given me 25 dollars and i'm probably gonna have given you the same fucking reading like what do you mean but it was that same thing where he ended up buying into a bunch of like she offered him a bunch of other stuff like oh like you know like oh you can like get this package and like you can get like Mm -hmm. these crystals and you can get this Yeah, I don't, I, like, I can picture the woman in my head, and I don't think it was, the Long Island medium lady was the lady with, like, the fucking, like, big poofy hair, right? She's blonde hair, yeah. Yeah, okay, it wasn't her, it was a a different TV, it was a different TV psychic lady. Like, this this lady is older than the, I don't, I don't fucking remember. She sounds like she's got, like, a one-stop shop, like, I'm gonna give you all this stuff, and. But it's just, it's that thing where it's, like, I'm sorry that you think that, like, your spiritual gift is worth that fucking much like right and i mean if, I mean, it, if it was you best be out there fucking you i'd be I'd, if, if if i was such a good psychic that i thought my fucking my efforts and my energy was worth a thousand dollars for a fucking single reading i'd be fucking like rolling up on governments like yo you want secrets <laughs> <laughs> you want predictions <laughs> 
Right? <laughs> I mean, I also, too, think if somebody, if I went and some psychic told me I had some generational curse that I had no clue about, I would probably honestly go to another psychic and get a right. psychic second opinion. I mean, I've done that. Like, I used to go to psychic fairs and I would get more than one reading. I wanted to see, like, if they would, you know, add, line up. But I think what also bothers me in this particular comment, and I'm seeing it, like, in other comments, is the idea of karmic curses. Like, that is not what karma is at all. Like, I feel like there is a really big misunderstanding of the concept of karma. I mean, like, yeah, like, I believe that if you're throwing, if you're doing curses and you're throwing that energy out there, it could absolutely come back at you. Like, I just, that's just, that's how I feel. Like, you could, you, especially if, if you're so distraught and with emotion, you, you could really mess things up. Like, I really don't believe in doing magic when you're super emotional. And I feel like it, if you are so twitipated that you need to do, like, a curse on somebody, obviously you're coming from a super emotional state. And, not, you know, you're not, like, casually cursing folks. And if you are, fucking check yourself. Because that's messed up. Like, you well, know, like... I mean, it's, that's the thing with anything. Like, that's why there's, you know, people, you know, I know that in today's, in today's culture and society, you know, we make a lot of jokes about it, but people tend to make irrational, not very good decisions when they are in high emotional stage. You know, you, you always hear people... Or, like, see people, like, share online, like, the jokes about, like, had a mental breakdown, cut all my hair off, gave myself bangs, and dyed my hair flaming red, regretting it today, lol. And it's like, yeah, because you weren't in your fucking right mind. Like, that is a that is a very real thing. Like, I did that one time where I was in a fucking really weird headspace, and I just fucking, at, like, literally fucking, like, one in the morning, went to Walmart and bought bleach and bleached my hair. And I was just like... All right, <laughs> cool. I guess. Like, and right. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate it, but like, I definitely had this moment where I was just like, people were like, "Oh, why did you, you know, why did you bleach your hair? Like, you know, it looks, it looks nice, but like, why'd you do it?" And I'm just like, I was having a mental breakdown at one. <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, okay." Or you know, people who fucking like go get tattoos when they're like in weird emotional states. It's, it's that same thing, like. As a person who has mental health issues and struggles with, you know, chronic mental health issues like chronic depression, anxiety, things like that, so many times have I met people like, do a spell for yourself if you're feeling sad. And I'm just like, why? So I can put my fucking sad energy into a spell directed at myself? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Sadness intensifies. Like, I mean, there's been times where, you know, if I'm not feeling in the right state of mind, I'm not going to do magic. Like, I've not done a new moon ritual, for example, or a full or, or a, a spell on the full moon or whatever, because I'm not in a good headspace. So what's the point? I'm going to just potentially mess it up. I liked the way you said that when you were like, or oh, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> a little twinge to your voice, whatever. Well, well, and, and that's kind of what it is, too. It's one thing if you are purposely getting emotional for like a ritual, like say you're, yeah, you say, sure. you, say you want to do a ritual to help you like overcome an addiction. And, you know, you're charging a candle or you're charging a crystal and, you know, you're you're holding it in your hand, you're putting that energy into it. It's okay to get emotional then. It's okay to 
you know, pour that like this is, you know, this is how this has affected my life. This is how this has made me feel. It's made me make these mistakes. It's given me all this bad stuff because you're pouring that into an item that you're going to use to magically get rid of it. That's different than being like, I'm really, really, really upset right now because I got into a huge argument with my partner. Better do a love spell to like fix it and like, you know, help help out the fight we just had. Like, no, that's probably not going to help. That's probably not a good idea. <laughs> Your fight might never end. <laughs> not, yeah, I mean, but that's also, I think, too, there's a level of maturity that comes with doing magic work that you would know, okay, I'm not in a good headspace, so maybe I shouldn't be, you know doing magic spells right now because I'm not who knows what could happen Uh, but you know but again like back to this thing about karma this and this isn't the only comment I mean like I literally can pull up like 17 comments about like karmatic karmic curses which okay um this let me let me read you another little gem so basically like well, what I want to say is this person saying that she's worked through her karma. Again, that is not, I'm not even going to read a comment. I'm still, I'm still hung up on this other lady saying she's worked through her, her karmic curse. That's not, again, how karma works. What I will read to you is the definition of karma, like the actual true definition of karma, which comes from Hinduism and Buddh- and Buddhism. Karma is a word meaning the result of a person's actions as well as the actions themselves. It is a term about the cycle of cause and effect. According to the theory of karma, what happens to a person happens because they caused it with their actions. It is an important part of many religions such as Hinduism and Buddhism. And there's also a little bit of it in Shinto, apparently. Um, But... There's also three types of karma, too. There's not just, you know, it's, it it even says here, it's often misconstrued as the principle of cause and effect. Our actions, both good and bad, come back to us in the future, helping us to learn from life's lessons. And the thing is, too, is with karma, it's not just in this lifetime. Your karma is your previous lives as well. So, like, it's not just you you know i mean this lady i don't understand how you can work through your generational curse and be all good because you don't know that like it's not you don't know that you're all good because you don't know like you might have to come back in another life if you believe you can't and again like i don't know like like you can't take a hindu principle and just you know tweak it to justify what you're doing magically because there's also it's there's in hinduism there's three types of of karma it's let's see i can read you the different types of karma um because okay so hindu so karma examples of karma well, i don't know uh, never mind <laughs> it's just like i can't find it now i found i had it earlier um and now it's gone now it's gone and it makes me mad can i i just need oh to- no i found it <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Don't no, you interrupt me. Go for I was, I was just gonna, inter- I was just gonna interject two very stupid things. Yes, please. One, I was at Barnes and Noble the other day, and I was walking. I was walking through like the, I don't even know technically what section it was, but my eyes immediately <laughs> were drawn to a book that just said in giant letters "Jubu," and I was like, "Wait, what?" And then it was just like I thought it was a book about 
Jewish Buddhism, and I got really oh, excited. That's I was exciting. Like, this is going to be so cool. But then it was like it it was about like Judaism and Buddhism, but it was like kind of about like I think it was like supposed to be about like progressive religions or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. But like I was just really excited because I thought it was going to be like a hybrid re- like like a new religion. That's kind of cool. Combining Judaism and like. Buddhism. Buddhism. But I just liked that it was like literally the like the cover of the book was white and it just said in giant letters, Jew boo. But and then like <laughs> with like a lotus and I was like, what is that? Like I'm so like I just my head immediately turned. And the other thing, like talk like going like you going over the um like the definition of karma and like how it you know it kind of cycles through lifetimes. And the idea that these people are like, I I I healed or broke like you know ancestral generational karmic curses or whatever that i didn't even know i had (laughs) there is literally an episode of the show that i love to hate charmed (laughs) there is an episode i want to say season six maybe season six or season seven i think it's season seven um where there's like this dude that's dating Paige because you know them them girls them girls got around hell yeah (laughs) I, I i wish i got around as much as the fucking charmed ones did but she was dating this dude and his family had like really bad like weird fucking like karma shit going on that like pretty much cursed their family and he went to Paige in an episode and he's like hey Paige what if you as one of the charmed ones what if you guys like did a spell to like free my family of its karma and you know Paige herself is like you know there's like you can do like a spiritual cleanse and you can do like a chakra cleanse you can't do a karma cleanse right and then he like pretty much takes one of their spells and kind of like adapts it to try and make it like a karma cleansing and it goes awry and of course fucked up shit happens and phoebe gets possessed by a fucking french lady that got death by firing squad and uh, it's just a fucking weird episode <laughs> but I mean, it it is. In all fairness, it's kind of relevant to what you're well, talking about. It is. About. It's absolutely <laughs> right. Um, Perfect example. You can't like, fix your karma. You're just gonna infect your girlfriend's sister with a fucking spirit of a dead French woman. <laughs> well, also too, because like like there in, in true Hinduism, there are three types of karma, and so like yeah, maybe this chick resolves one kind of her karma, but there's other. So it says that there's, and I'm probably gonna be butchering these names. So there's Sanchita karma, which is the sum total of past karmas yet to be resolved. Then there's the Parabda karma, the portion of Sanchita karma that is to be experienced in this life. And then there's something called Kriyamana karma, and that's the karma that humans are currently creating, which will bear fruit in the future. So, I mean... <laughs> you just you, can't escape you it. You can't escape it, because especially if you if you believe in reincarnation like that's the whole point you're supposed to be learning lessons because in hinduism time is a circle mm-hmm. it's cyclical so it's not it, it's it's I, I i mean i don't know like they and it's considered karma is considered one of the natural laws of the mind i'm just saying that i don't think the saying that you have a karmic curse is really maybe the accurate term i don't think that using karma so like interchangeably with I, I don't think that that's just the, the maybe the right term we should be using yeah. it's not karma like 
Well, and even if it is karma, it's not a curse. Right. You have a lesson to learn. Yeah. That's the whole point. You can't have karma and be cursed at the same time. Yeah. Like, you're kind of go, you know, going back to a little bit of, like, what, you know, what I said at the beginning of, like, I've had really shitty luck my whole life. Even though I'm not, like, you know, even though I'm not Hindu or Buddhist or anything like that, like, I do, I do believe in karma in that sense that, like, I think that probably in one or more of my past lives, I probably did some fucking stupid shit. I know I do a lot of stupid shit in this lifetime. I'm sure, I'm sure I'm still, uh, I was doing it fucking 300 years ago and a thousand years ago. Right, like, right. I'm sure, I'm sure I've been continuing. I mean, that's just human nature to do stupid shit, and, though. That's the whole point. You have to learn lessons. And I have definitely wondered that in my lifetime, as opposed to ever thinking, I've never once thought, like, I'm cursed. Some person has deliberately cast magic against me. But I have thought before, like, man, we fucked up. Night, we did some shit at some point in time. What did we do? What, where did we, where did we go wrong? Also, what I would like to know is, like, how, I, I don't know, like, some of these people that are so positive that they've been cursed. Like, how do you know? Did somebody come up to you on the street and say, hey, I cursed you? Like, because I'm reading through some of these crazy comments. Um, and, and, like, hello, how can I find out if there's a spell slash curse slash hex slash evil eye on me or someone else? Um, hey, I'm really struggling and I'm looking for some information to reverse a curse that someone put on me as well as a strong protection spell. How do you know somebody put a curse on you? I'm new to the group, and I've been enjoying the discussion. I thought I was new to the craft, yet seeing most of this, I think maybe I have a curse that's been put on me. Oh, okay. So, I'm new to the group, but I've been enjoying the discussion. Although, again, same thing. I'm like, I think I've been cursed. Fun fact. (laughs) I was once afflicted with the evil eye. Here is the thing that people need to know. You can evil eye yourself. Sure. And I I was, like, in, like, middle school when this happened, which is why I, like, was kind of like, I think I did this to myself because I had a very, very hard time and a lot of struggles in, in middle school. I was going through some shit, like, and so... I remember I kept, like, I kept experiencing the same, like, cycles of bad things that literally, like, every few months would just, like, kind of happen to the point where I started noticing it was happening in a pattern. And one of the things, like, not not to sound icky, like, any anybody out there, I, I assure you I'm a very clean person. I bathe regularly. I am actually germaphobic, and I, like, pretty <laughs> much live in fucking, like isopropyl alcohol at all times <laughs> i'm basically a living breathing one of those combs at a barber shop oh my god <laughs> sketchy black combs in the in the solution <laughs> that is me i am a sketchy black comb in the solution but every few months i would get lice but i was the only one to get it no like oh, okay so it you, wasn't going through the school yes because you know like normally in school if they like somebody gets yeah, if somebody home. gets lice like they like send out notices to like you know the like they'll send notices like to the family like hey like you know like to the families like yeah hey like there was a fifth right. grader that had lice blah, blah 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 like same in my school you know that you know that's just a thing i would get it and i would just like it'd be like overnight like i would have 
no like itching or discomfort or anything and then like one day I would just be like my head's really itchy why is my head really itchy and I would have like a full-blown fucking case of lice Mm -hmm. and like nobody in my house would get it like I shared a bedroom with my sibling like nobody in my house would get it it would be just me and it would literally happen like overnight and it kept happening like every few months to the point where I was just like, bro, what the fuck is like going on? Like, what is happening? Did you want to miss school for a day or something? It was you like <laughs> causing yourself to get like, I don't fucking know. I was just like, it was, it was like, but, and like I said, on top of that, with all the other bad things that were like happening in my life and it just, everything kept happening mm-hmm. like a cycle and rhythm. And then I, I want to say it was the book, the encyclopedia of 5,000 spells. Okay. I had gotten that book for Christmas um, when I was in, like, sixth grade. <laughs> and it was, like, I, I just, I literally just read through it. Um, anybody who's never read that book, it is more for, like, historical value and folklore and not so much One of filled with spells that you can actually use. Right, I have a couple because, books like Because, you know, that. a lot of the spells were, like, do you want to bind a woman to you? Dig a hole in your yard, throw her menstrual pad in there, and then piss on it. Ew. She's yours now. Like, it was it was shit like that. Oh, okay. Or it was like, do you want the man of your life to, like, be in love with you? Stick a fucking nutmeg in your sweaty armpit for a week and then make him a dessert with it. Like, it was, oh, it was stuff like that. Some real earthy stuff (laughs) (laughs) right uh the most natural (laughs) but you know as i was as i was kind of reading through it and just like you know looking at cool shit like you know oh hey like this is how they used to do weird spells in 1343 or like whatever Mm -hmm. there was an entire section on the evil eye and when i was reading like the these like the the signs that you might be afflicted with it it started adding up and one of them was infestations which could include your person or your home. Sure, okay. And I was like, the fucking, the fucking lice. The fucking, like, random outbreak. Mm-hmm. Like, so, <laughs> Little Knight developed a very overly complex and complicated banishing ritual <laughs> to remove the evil eye from from myself. And I did it. And after that, I literally never had... I never had lice since. Did and you this, think you, I was I was in middle school when this do happened? Do you think like, you put that on yourself, or do you think that I do think I probably I do think like I probably put it on myself, like just again because of all the struggles and like the a lot of like the mental health issues I was having, and, and you the were home also at that like age and where that adolescent we're, yeah, issue. Yeah, we're super like emotional and well, stuff. it's kind of that thing where you know a lot of people it's tough being a preteen. <laughs> it's super tough. You know, one of my favorite things to always say is, like, the movie Poltergeist, when I'm like, that's not accurate, because poltergeists are created by living people and not dead people. Right, right, right. Because most poltergeists are created by adolescent teenagers going through puberty and menopausal women. They are, like, two of the main causes, because most paranormal people believe that poltergeists aren't actually ghosts or spirits. It's manifestations of psychokinetic energy Mm -hmm. caused by people in strong emotional states. So, like, I don't know. I might have poltergeisted myself with lice when I was, like, 12. <laughs> you, I mean, it, that's emotions are a funny, funny thing. And when you combine them with magic, you know... Like, and, I mean, my thing was, I went to a, you know, I, again, I went to a super, super small school. Nobody... I was not a cool kid. I was not a popular kid. Nobody really 
I like I feel like nobody I wasn't worth anybody's time. Like yeah, like right. That you would have been like yeah, like you know, kids would like make the little like you know "Eh, you're fit or you're ugly, like you know the little like comments like that. But it wasn't like I was some type of like target, mostly because I would throw desks at people and break their faces. (laughs) Stand up for yourself, kids. (laughs) Throw desks. Break a fucking (laughs) face. Throw a desk. But I mean that makes maybe beat up the technology teacher. I mean, like let's be. beat up the technology teacher like if the other teachers hadn't came he would have gone down i'm just saying (laughs) like i mean and the thing is too like when you think about it at that age especially especially when we were children it wasn't like everybody and their brother was on facebook looking up like curses either you know but it it was that thing where i was kind of like this like this is fucking crazy like i can't believe this is, you know, I can't believe this is, you know, like this, this happened. And I, you know, back then I assumed I did it to myself. And I mean, even now as like an adult looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I definitely like did that to myself. Like mm-hmm. probably whatever, like weird emotional shit I was going through at the time, you know, something like that. And obviously like as a child, like I had, you know, between my peers and my family, like I had absolute fucking garbage self-esteem. And I mean, there were times as a kid where like, I would literally just stand in the bathroom and look at myself in the mirror and be like, you're fat and ugly and I hate you and you should die. So you like, probably... So like, I very well could have evil-eyed myself. Right, yeah. right. Especially if you're looking in the mirror. Now I stare at the mirror and I'm like, hey, good looking. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I thought one time I cursed somebody on accident. I'm. It was, but... And it was because I was emotional. Well, actually, it happened twice. So these are two quick, quick, quick stories. So when I was much younger, I had one of my... I worked at a restaurant, and I... Good old ancient Evie. Yes. When she was young. When I was super young, I was a hostess, and then, like, there were two of us that were hostesses, so sometimes I was a busser. I would alternate. And there was, like, one of the... This was, like, a really fancy restaurant that I worked in, and one of the waitresses, like, all the waitresses were, like, these older ladies, and the one was just really bossy, and she just wasn't nice to any of us, and, like, she just was, like, it was just one of those nights where she was just bossing me around a lot, and I just was like, ugh, I wish she would just leave me alone. I wish she would just kind of just get off me a little bit and I just as I was like thinking like oh I wish that she would just just give me a break she had this entire tray of like dinners that she dropped <laughs> so, like, as I was thinking all this and then there was another time where I was um when I lived in the UK I was a bartender same kind of situation I was a bartender and I just had started working at this very hoity-toity cocktail bar and there was a girl that worked there and she was just mean she was wretched she was not nice she and it wasn't just at that particular time it wasn't just me I was just like oh I remember specifically thinking I wish this girl would get her comeuppance because she is just too much she's so not nice she's being mean to my friend Jenny (laughs) <laughs> like she's just don't bully Jenny. No, and Jenny was awesome. So, so I was just thinking, like, I, as I'm thinking this, we used to have like, you know how sometimes in restaurants and bars, you would have one door you would go in and a different door to go out. Yes. So you'd have indoor and outdoor. So, so there I wasn't remember, any collisions. Yes. Well, I remember thinking like I was in the back room of the you know where like we had our, our glasses where the door was basically. I was in like the the area. 
And I remember thinking, oh, I wish this girl would get her comeuppance. And, like, no sooner had I thought that, that she came out one of the doors and somebody, like, smashed into her. And she was holding, like, a tray of glasses. And all of a sudden I heard, oh, my God, I think I swallowed glass. Just remind, (laughs) imagine it and, like. Oh, my God, I think I swallowed glass. Like, imagine it in an English accent. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) dear i dare say i believe i swallowed some and it was just weird because like no sooner had the thought escaped my mind that she's potentially swallowing glass but other than but i mean even then you could be like coincidence and i've even thought "Eh, coincidence maybe who knows but other than that i don't think i've ever but that's just just to go to say i guess what i'm trying to get at is like you can make stuff happen involuntarily with your emotions so imagine if you're trying to do a magic spell and your emotions are, like, not in check. Exactly. So, yeah. Let me fucking shit up. <laughs> I know. Well, I think that we need to put a pin in this particular topic for now. We'll come back to it next episode because I've got a lot more to say. I feel like we've barely... Because I want to talk about, like, next episode, I want to talk about the ethics of doing curses. And mm. I want to talk about, like, just, again, going back to... um you know, like, should you be doing curses? Are you doing curses? At what point of your magic working sh- are you, quote unquote, ready to do curses? All that kind of stuff. But and let's, all that jazz. And all that jazz. Let's uh, kind of change the tone a minute for a minute. And okay. let's do some more, like, happy <laughs> magic meltdown moments. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> Private eyes. <laughs> They're watching you. Have you ever called the, uh... The Hall & Oates hotline? Yeah, me too. Every fucking week, baby. <laughs> it's so funny. It's I so love Hall & Oates so much. It's so funny that it still, it still goes. I know. Whoever whoever invented that hotline, whoever funds that hotline, whoever keeps keeps it going, you are you are the true... You are a hero. You are the hero. You're a, you're a deity amongst the mortals. I always like to play man-eater. That's, like, my favorite. <laughs> Depends on what kind of mood I'm in. I just think that song is so funny. Oh, here she comes. So we thought today, because we are approaching the autumn months, um, I thought I would do my magic meltdown. I think yours is going to kind of piggyback off of mine, right? Um, we're In all fairness, I was thinking of mine in my head before you came well, up we with yours. Up. So like, you know, you're like psychically piggybacking off of <laughs> I me. psychically piggybacking off of you. <laughs> Why don't you go first and then I'll do mine. So, because it's going to be fall, we thought we would discuss um, apples. Because it's apple season. I just, like, very, very quickly, because I just like to interject a bunch of weird random stories. So, for a for a, a, good, a good while of time, I had worked for a Korean family, and all of my coworkers were, pretty, like, literally all of my coworkers were some, some type of Asian... Um, whether they were like from Myanmar, Vietnam, Korea, uh, there was a girl from Singapore. And, you know, depending on which area of Asia you're from, you know, certain sounds are pronounced certain, you know, certain letters are pronounced certain ways. So we had a lot of the L's are pronounced as R's. Really? Interesting. And one thing that just brought me so much joy is the the one girl, whenever she would say apple, she said apper. And but it was like the cutest thing ever. Aww. And I just she was she was a very darling girl and and I adored her. But you know like a, a like customers would ask her like 
like, oh, what what's the filling in this Danish? And she'd be like, that's Epper. And it was just like, <laughs> the cutest thing. And I'm like, Aww. oh, I love her. My other my other favorite thing is um, we we had like the if anybody's ever worked in like food service, you have like the red sanitation buckets that mm-hmm. have like a towel with like you yeah, know, yeah, sanitation yeah. solution. And ours, you know, they labeled everything in, you know, we had to label everything because, again, food service. And it literally said, bucket for dirty towers. <laughs> and it just, every time I saw it, it just made me smile. Bucket for dirty towers. <laughs> yep. It just brought a smile to my face every time I looked at it. <laughs> That's too funny. <laughs> it's too cute. But anyway, to share with you a little bit about eppers. Eppers. Or apples. <laughs> so... This is a bit of folklore. I think, again, it probably came from... There was, like, three or four books in my high school library that had, like, a lot of folklore mm-hmm. in them. And, like, they weren't... They were the closest thing to, like, witchcraft books you'd find in a fucking, you sure, know, public sure. high school library. So a lot of these, a lot of my magic moments tend to come from that. Um, So one that I always thought was kind of fun was... You, there was like two variations where you would take an apple and you would cut it in half, Mm -hmm. like the sideways way. So like not, not like with the, the, I don't know, the butt end of the apple, you know, you'd you'd cut it in half like the the fat side. Right. (laughs) I don't don't know apple anatomy. (laughs) Apple anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'd cut it, you'd cut it in half. So that you know, when it, when you do it, you Lengthwise, see the little yeah, you, so you, see, you see the little star, the star, the little okay. star <laughs> middle, and apple anatomy. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> and if you were troubled, you could take fresh thyme and rub it on the insides of the apple, and then like whatever PC bits kind of stick it in between and put the apple back together, mm-hmm. and then like shove a skewer in there to like put the apple back together and then bury it and then like it was believed that like as the apple and the time like like decomposed it like took your worries away oh that's awesome and then there was another variation where you did the same thing you you cut the apple the the find the star way Mm -hmm. you cut the apple the pentacle way (laughs) (laughs) and instead of using time you could rub like fresh mint leaves in between it same thing where you put the pieces back mm-hmm. together with, like, a skewer and you bury it. And that was to, like, bring, like, abundance. Oh, that's awesome. Into your life. I like that. Yeah. Those were, those were, like, those were two, like, I, I always thought that was really cool when I, when I had read that in the, in the, in the book about the, the folklore. I also just, I don't know, I, <laughs> I just really liked to imagine that there was, like, a, like, a pilgrimy looking, like, Puritan era woman doing this but then she just like whips out like a fucking speedy skewer (laughs) i don't know why in my mind i just like imagine this very rustic ye old ancient woman doing this but then pulling out like a perfectly manufactured like skewer (laughs) from the grocery store (laughs) exactly get a pack of a hundred of them for a dollar 99 oh my god um so yes my magic meltdown moment is also about apples and this comes from the old book of halloween spells from good old silver silver raven wolf now she has lots of stuff in here about apples and um what i like is the apple divinations because i think i I always like in you know interesting ways to divinate i think i find it fascinating what people would use yeah like i i just think it's kind of cool to think about 
using different things to, uh, to divine with. Um, so this she talks about. Now she says a girl, but I feel like anybody could do this. It doesn't have to be male or female. It says if a girl, I'm going to say if a person cuts an apple into nine pieces at midnight on Halloween. Oh, wait, this is the wrong one. Well, I'm going to read you, I'm going to read you two. <laughs> This isn't even the right one. Yeah, you started reading it to me, and I'm like, that's not the one you wrote me earlier. We're gonna, we're gonna go with it, though. You just, you just skipped the entire month of September. You just jumped right into Halloween. Well, both of them are for Halloween, but you could do this, like, I mean, I don't know, like, suppose, I feel like you could, uh, well, this is something that you can plan. You can plan this out. This is Halloween. This is Exactly. So... I'm going to read two. So if a girl cuts into nine pieces, an apple into nine pieces at midnight, we're saying person though, on Halloween in front of a mirror, then sticks each piece with the knife and holds each piece one at a time over their left shoulder as the ninth piece hits the reflection in the mirror, they will see their future spouse. That's interesting. I, I've never seen anybody in a mirror other than myself, but... <laughs> um, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. <laughs> So the one that I was supposed to read was if a person peels an apple in one long piece at midnight on Halloween and then tosses the peel over their left shoulder or into a bowl of water, they will be able to see the first initial of their future partner's name in the shape assumed by the discarded peel. Similarly, you can do the same thing where you're peeling the apple at midnight on Halloween and hang the peel on a nail by the French the, the French door. By the because just assuming you all have French doors. <laughs> At the front door. Oh, listen, there's a bougie. Yeah, super bougie. The first initial of their... Um, so the first person that enters the home after you've hung the apple peel outside will have the same initials as your future lover. So what I'm hearing is that either uh, season three episode All Hallows Eve of Charmed stole Silver Ravenwolf's spell... Just so we could know that Phoebe was going to fall in love with Cole. <laughs> or Silver Ravenwolf stole it from Phoebe. Very well could have. <laughs> Let's see. When was this book first published? And we can... I'm just like pumping out weird charmed <laughs> references this evening. Well, don't remember. Sometime, somebody posted one time on Facebook that they were like, ooh, what's this spell? Blah, blah, blah. And it was literally a spell from Charmed. It wasn't... And I'm just like, oh, well, that's not a real spell. That's just a spell they used on the TV show. And oh my God. I had somebody, like, all these people, like, you do know that they consulted real Wiccans for Charmed, right? I'm like... Yeah, and then spent the entire fucking cool, eight but seasons bashing Wiccans and I'm just like, making them all seem like fucking psychos. Right. So, yeah, like, I, I mean, cool that they used, you know, quote-unquote experts, but... That doesn't yeah, they, mean they that also consulted real fucking witches for the craft, and we all saw what happened to Nancy. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Better be careful. You don't want to end up like Nancy. <laughs> I know. Uh, we'll have to, like, watch that movie and talk about it sometime. <laughs> anyway, well, this was super fun, and we will be back for part two next week. So just remember to keep it magical. But without the meltdown. The meltdown. Have a good one, guys. Speak Bye -bye. soon. <laughs>